0: Eagles Entertainment. Anything that moves, I will get hold of him. Let's move. Give me everything you got. Play fast, play hard. Let's beat these boys tonight in their house. It's boarded time. It's boarded time. Let's go. You are listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Now here's your host, Bran Duffy
1: that's right. Another day. And we've got a preseason game to discuss today as the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast continues. I'm Fran Duffy. And as always, I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 400. At the top of today's show, we've got Chalk Talk, where I chat with Ben Fennell and Chris McPherson. Not just about our takeaways from what was a fully padded practice here at the Novacare Complex on Sunday, but also from Friday night's preseason opener against the New York Jets. We will hit on all of it here in today's show. But before we get there, a little bit of housekeeping. I want to make sure we hit on before we get into Chalk Talk. Number one, make sure you head on over to our Eagle Eye in the Sky page, wherever you listen, whether it might be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Leave us a rating. Leave us a comment. I promise we're going to answer all of your questions on the episodes that hit this week, starting uh, with, open pra- or with joint practices against the Cleveland Browns. So if you've got questions about this team, we've got a preseason game in the books. Training camp essentially over here in South Philadelphia uh, before they go on the road to Cleveland and Miami. So if you've got questions about this team going into the fall, Head on over to our page over at Apple Podcasts. Leave us the question in the comment box. We'll answer it here in an upcoming episode. Appreciate everybody that has thrown us your support already uh, as we get into the 2022 season. Also, be sure to check out the Journey to the Draft podcast. Myself, Ben, Dane Bruegler, we're breaking down the top prospects in the entire country going into this college football season. This week, we cover the SEC. We've already done all the other major conferences. Uh, we've hit on all of your favorite schools Ohio State, Penn State, Notre Dame, any of your other regional favorites. Well, this week, We get into the SEC, so Alabama, Georgia, all the other top schools down south. We hit on them here in this week's podcast. You do not want to miss it. All right, that said, let's get into uh, some business here. We've got Chalk Talk with Chris and Ben. Let's get to it now, talking preseason and today's practice.
0: Let's get down to business. It's time for Chalk Talk.
1: All right, time to get into Chalk Talk now as so I welcome in Ben Fennel and Chris McPherson. C-Mac, we'll bounce this over to you. Uh, we've got some roster notes, and obviously, again, a lot to cover. We're going to cover Friday night and Sunday morning here on this show, but uh, we'll come to you first. Just overall roster notes going into practice.
0: Certainly. So great news is Devontae Smith was back. Yes. Fully participated in practice today. First practice since August 2nd, so great to have him back on the field. Some roster moves announced just before practice. Uh, two rookie free agents, Bill Dunkel and Ali Fayad, they were released. The Eagles have some work to do as they have to get to the 85-player roster limit before Tuesday at 4 p.m. It's a little different where previous years it was all cuts were at one time. You went from 90 to 53. It's going to be staggered like it had been years and years ago. So the first wave of cuts are due by Tuesday. I'll go through the injury list real quick. Limited in practice, wide receiver Braden Covey with a thumb injury, wide receiver John Hightower with a groin injury, and cornerback Jimmy Moreland with an ankle. Players who are not on the field today Tight ends J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, not injury-related. Tight end Grant Calcaterra with a hamstring. Tackle the Raven Clark with a hamstring. Linebacker Christian Ellis with a hamstring injury. Defensive tackle Javon Hargrave with a toe injury. Center Jason Kelsey coming off the elbow surgery. Safety Jared Maiden added with an ankle injury. Mm. Running back Miles Sanders, he was out due to leg soreness. Running back Boston Scott still sidelined with a concussion. And lastly, wide receiver Greg Ward with the toe injury. So that's your... Injury update and your roster moves going into today's practice.
1: And no, uh, Hargrave and Dickerson, both guys, they were announced before the preseason game on Friday Correct. night, uh, dealing with some soreness, and it doesn't. I don't know how much we're going to see either of those guys uh, down the stretch here.
0: Dickerson was back. In Dickerson King was drills back in, in but no Hargrave uh, with
1: with a toe. Um, Kenny Gainwell made his return as well, uh, which was big with with no Miles Sanders uh, on the field here for this practice. So that was a, a good return, a much needed return for that backfield. Uh, ben, we're going to go come over to you here because obviously you and I we've been through the film on both sides and I would say one of the big storylines one of the things you and I are most focused on when we get into the preseason the performance of the rookies and namely those high draft picks and so I kind of want to just get your thoughts on Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean on defense Cam Jurgens on offense we saw plenty of all three players uh, maybe we start with the guys on defense between Davis and Dean just overall thoughts coming out of Friday night
2: yeah, I thought they had a good debut. I think they each made some splash plays to get fans excited about that we've seen on uh, the highlights and all of our social media. And uh, <clears throat> Cam Jurgens on the other side, I think you really can kind of see the, uh, the Kelsey 2.0 ability with him as a poller on a bunch of plays to the perimeter out there. And I just love watching preseason tape because it's hilarious. It's like, let's just line up properly. Let's get off the ball. Let's find our assignments. A lot of those N'Kobe Dean plays, busted blocking assignments by the Jets. That's okay. Make the plays you're supposed to, even if you're unblocked. Um, and I think he made some really nice plays. Hertz looked good on the opening drive. It was great to see them march right down the field. Um, yeah, it was a fun fun just to uh, get the team back under the lights there in a competitive atmosphere.
1: Yeah, Jordan Davis, uh, the knockback, he was able to get on contact consistently, just changing the line of scrimmage. It's, it's a lot of the stuff we've seen from these guys in the past, but just being able to see them do it under the lights, first NFL action, uh, always good to see. Uh, C-Mac, I know that was a topic of conversation with Nick Sirianni at his pres- press conference before practice started uh, here on Sunday, uh, namely talking about uh, just watching the starters uh, after going through the film on Saturday. Yeah,
0: so they did a good job over and what impressed me personally was obviously Jalen Hurts looked great worked the pocket well Sirianni credited his decision making whether to stay in the pocket or out on the run because a lot of talk about the late hit by Quincy Williams along the sideline should he have been running to the sideline on that play but Sirianni praised Hurts for his decision making when it came to that I thought Hurts did a great job of working both the middle of the of the field and the sidelines as well and I like the adversity that the offense showed being able to overcome two penalties, being able to overcome the late hit. You didn't have Devontae Smith. You didn't have two of your starting offensive linemen and still able to matriculate down the field and get those opening six points. And also A.J. Brown not touching the football, which A.J. Brown joked after the game saying it was by design. He said, Jalen told me, the ball's not coming your way today. And part of me was like, I could see A.J. Brown being, you know, having a joking relationship with the media and kind of like just throwing it in there. But part of me is like, you wonder if Jalen Hurts, who has been so focused on AJ Brown in practices, maybe is saying, All right, I want to make sure I get the ball to other guys and don't make it a tendency that I'm always gonna be going to AJ Brown, that that's gonna be my crutch. Not that there's anything wrong with having an AJ Brown sure. as your crutch, but nonetheless, you know, making sure that you distribute the ball a little more evenly to keep the defense is guessing. But the way they were able to get Quez Watkins, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, Jack Stahl all, all involved. I thought it was great to see. But Sirianni, very happy with the starters and even the twos in the first half. The third-string units, the fourth-string units, a little bit of work to be done. And he said it was great because some of the stuff they've been trying to instruct in practice carried over to the game, and it's another lesson, another example for these guys to work off of. So part of me wonders if that's why they were in pads today, which was a pleasant surprise coming off the game on on Friday and knowing they had the day of rest in between. And Monday will be a walkthrough, uh, but still great to get that intensity out there and to get the guys in the mode of look, big week coming up in Cleveland with joint practices, second preseason game, another week of joint practices after that. We're getting closer here. We're getting roster cuts coming in now. The season's going to be upon us before we know it.
1: I kind of figured that today would be a little bit more of an intense practice and, and with pads just because uh, your next intense practice wouldn't be until Thursday uh, because Wednesday will be a travel day. You mentioned Monday's a walkthrough. Tuesday, I can't imagine they were going to go too heavy because it's wedged in between two lighter days, right? So, uh, And they'd just be a couple days away from from practice. So uh, I was expecting uh, some pads today, and it was a, a really intense practice, and so we, uh, we can get into that as well. Um, but I do think it's important to, to bring up, uh, you know, just going back to Devonte Smith making his return he made his presence felt uh, early and often in this period or in this, uh, in this practice because uh, it was a the first session caught two straight balls from, from Jalen Hurts and it felt like honestly watching team periods I almost had to like check social media I was like oh is, is AJ Brown even out here today because uh, it was Devante 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 yep. Devante um, and honestly my play of the day was a Devante Smith catch down the left sideline it was in the middle of practice one of the later team sessions uh, it looked like the defense was in some form of cover two uh, because you had uh, Avante and. Zach McPherson, both right there in coverage. And Jalen Hurts just kind of threaded the needle, got it up to Devontae. Devontae climbed the ladder, came down. It was a crowd, three three people in there. Devontae comes down with it and takes off down the left sideline. Uh, the fans in attendance were very, very happy. Uh, it was a, a big play for uh, for both those guys. and Just good to be able to see Devontae out in the field.
0: Great concentration. Also, later on in practice, they were having that backed-up period. And he took a bit of a lick from he did. T.J. Edwards. It was a short pass and, you know, ball placement, maybe a little off. And I think Devontae was trying to contour his body to the ball. And T.J. Edwards was just right there and was able to give him a little lick. So he didn't get in the first preseason game, obviously, because he was sidelined. Well, he got a little bit of a taste of the action there here today on Sunday.
1: And I know you were uh, impressed with a, a deep ball from Jalen Hurts to Quez Watkins. And that was in the, the end the, the end of practice, uh, the, uh, the last team period.
0: I, I thought if I had a, a critique of Jalen Hurts from practice, today. I thought he was doing great anticipating his throws, but I thought he was leaving a little... Uh, they could have been a little further out for the receivers to go get. He had some uh, teardrop passes in there, but I felt like this one he connected on perfectly just with Wes perfect Watkins. Yep. Uh, down the left sideline, it was McPherson and Josiah Scott were in coverage, but uh, just a beautiful ball. They were able to get him out of bounds just over the goal line, but uh, nonetheless there, I thought it was a perfect way for Hurts to end practice. Again, I do feel like he was doing a better job of letting the ball rip. We saw that towards practice, the end practice last week. We saw it in the game on Friday. Um, I I think he's doing a great job of just making those quick decisions, being comfortable on the offense, and understanding what looks he's getting from the defense and what the (laughs) answers are that the offense can give him to be able to place the ball to gain yardage.
1: Yeah, one of those reps that you referenced, uh, Ben, I know was your play of the day, and there was a a pass breakup. It was a a throw intended for Quez Watkins, deep post, opening period. Uh, Darius Slay did a great job of playing the ball in the air and finishing.
2: Yeah, I believe it was the first time we've seen Devontae Smith, Zach Pascal, and A.J. Brown on the field together. Great note. But that didn't mean that Quez Watkins and Jalen Rieger and other guys weren't involved. I saw a lot of shot plays to Quez Watkins, one coming right at me, deep post. It looked like he had a step on Darius Slay. Just before the catch, Slay was able to close ground and go up like a receiver, and yep. Quez all of a sudden turned to the defensive back. I wrote great PBU, Quez, on that one. Because he had <laughs> right. to break it up or else Slay was going to pick that thing off, and he looked like a receiver out there. So um, the coverage was definitely stingy on the back end, and guys like Darius Slay and you know Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris a couple plays later had a PBU on Quez Watkins as well. So Jalen Hurts aggressive down the field to the speedsters. Seemed like the back-end
1: coverage was up to the challenge, though. That ball was definitely in the air today. Ben, you made the note uh, both on Twitter, uh, follow Ben, uh, at Benfennel underscore NFL, uh, and also in the practice notes that it was a really – intense period from the defense or really intense practice. Uh, And you kind of felt that throughout a number of the team periods. Uh, That was obviously an impressive play early, but overall the defensive intensity was impressive.
2: Yeah. I felt like the defense was really flying off the ball, really flowing to the ball. And even obviously there's some chippiness and some really competitive uh, reps between players. The one that really stood out to me was like Kaiser White in that one team period backed up. Yeah. Punched the ball out of Gainwell. I don't know yep. if it was a fumble, an incompletion. It was kind of that gray area. That was a
0: fumble. That was stripped. It foot.
2: was just a casual moment for the offense that I was taken back by how intense the defense pursued the ball right there. Mm-hmm. And I just love seeing Kaiser go and viciously punch that ball out, play to the whistle, finish the rep. And those big uglies came to go get Kaiser in case it was a fumble. Milata and Dickerson beeline to the sideline <laughs> to make sure Kaiser couldn't scoop and score there. I was standing right in the corner and just saw Malata and Dickerson full speed, however much they weigh, 330, 340 each, beeline into the sideline like these water buffalo. It was just great to see them in the open field. We've seen Milata make some fun tackles there, showing off his rugby background. But defensively, one-on-ones, team period, seven-on-sevens. Just standing on the sideline, the music, whatever it was today, the defense really ramped it up.
1: Uh, Give me the over on the 330, 340 estimation. I'll take the the higher number on that that one Uh, for both those guys. Um, But to your point, I mean, the defensive line was really, really active. There was a team period. It was, I believe, the second of the day uh, where the first four plays of that session, it was like, Fletcher Cox bull rush forced an incompletion. Uh, Josh Sweat got in the backfield. They blew it dead on a sack. Uh, Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat pressure the quarterback, forced Jalen Hurts off his spot. Then Milton Williams jumps on a ball, a fumbled ball uh, in exchange between Hurts and the running back. Uh, just the defensive line really, really active. And then even like late in that drill, you have like Fletcher Cox and BG on the sideline yelling like sack, sack at the end of every play with like the threes. Like they were they were feeling themselves today in this practice. And something that just
2: I don't know why I appreciate this. The speed in which Fletcher Cox and Darius Slay sprint off the field. Yeah. When they call twos... And the veterans of the veterans on this team, Fletcher Cox, Darius Slay, they're not unstrapping and walking to the sideline. It really speaks to the overall intensity of this defense. Everything is fast, even post-play, changing personnel, getting off the field. Set the tone. Even though you're the veteran, you're the all-pro, you're the pro bowler, you don't really need to give that practice effort. Set the tone for the young guys. I'm the type of guy, you never, you never walk on a football field. And I love seeing the best of the best in our locker room showing that type of intensity and detail to their craft and really just being an infectious presence of saying, I'm Darius Slay. When they call twos, I get my butt off the field. Make sure the other corner gets out there and let's line up properly. I just think it really speaks to the intensity of the defense. Everything was fast today. Everything was sharp. Everything was ramped up. Well, yeah. you're going to
0: have substitutions in game. No You might need to sprint to the sideline. Hey, and if practice you like to- you play. No question. Exactly. Yeah. And, and
2: think- the offense sprinkles in some hurry-ups and stuff. So yep. you better not you know, just be uh, moseying around the ball after a play. Next thing you know, offense is lining up quick. You're a step behind with your calls and
1: personnel adjustments and substitutions. Practice like you play, and I saw that today. Yeah, I think that even, like, there was another – it was towards the end, uh, last play of a team period, N'Kobe Dean was in on a play, and the whole defense just going – like, yeah. it was just one of those days where the right. defense, you could just kind of feel it. I know you saw that in one-on-ones. I didn't watch the O-line, D-line uh, one-on-ones, but that was a defense-heavy de- drill as I just well, went right? got some food in
2: the cafeteria. You heard the music coming from the meeting room. I just feel like the defense today is just <laughs> ramping it up from from morning to night out here. I'm just – Really impressed with the defense today. Uh,
1: I will say I was watching the receiver DB one-on-ones, and Ben, there was a a great rep. Devontae Smith and James Bradbury were the matchup today, so they they had three reps against each other. Uh, First ball was like a back-shoulder kind of – it looked like they were working on back-shoulder timing early on in this drill because there was a lot of back-shoulders early. And James Bradbury looked like he was about to give up the catch to Devontae Smith. He goes up, comes down playing right through the echo of the whistle, Bradbury with the late poke out. How many times have we seen that from him uh, in this camp? Again, just kind of speaking to guys that are uh, always competing and every single rep is big time. Like that's exactly what you saw from Bad- Bradbury there. Now, Devonte did come back and he had a big play down the right sideline in those one-on-one drills uh, over the top of Bradbury. But um, no, it's been, it was great to see those guys kind of go head to head. It was a it was a fun practice. It was a spirited practice for sure, C-Mac.
0: Yeah, no question about it. Another one-on-one highlight, Quez Watkins uh, got a beautiful ball- Ball from Minshew that he caught down down yep. the sideline a back shoulder and the one of the things that speaking of Quez Watkins one of the the great things about these practices is when the referees are here there was a rep during a team period where Quez thought that he uh, you know should have been past interference the referee afterwards goes to him on the sideline and is like going through the machinations of what is and what isn't what you're going to see and he's literally tugging at the jersey pulling on his shoulder like showing the different things that might get it and might not get it so it was a good learning lesson for the young receiver and speaking of wide receivers Zach Paschal continues to impress really good one-on-ones he had three great routes and he, he knows how to use the push-off a little yeah, it's bit. It's all right. Savvy it's, it's how you get – but it's a veteran move. It's yep. a savvy veteran move. And, you know, Dave Spadaro, his latest column on the inside column was about Zach Paschal and how there's all this fanfare about A.J. Brown and all the flashy players on offense. But Zach Paschal is your lunch pail. Bring your hard hat. He's going to do the dirty work, you know, working with the twos and threes and making big plays in the game just – I just love, in the short time that we've been able to see, because he had the the illness, the food poisoning, what he's brought to the offense. It's a workmanlike attitude and that if, you know, if Devontae's down, AJ's down, whoever's down – he can step right in, and this offense can keep on going without missing a beat. Yeah,
2: there was a moment of practice. I thought it was Devontae out there. It was actually Brandon Brooks. Do you guys see Brandon Brooks showing <laughs> Dude, back he up looks in his, amazing, his right? slim,
0: trimmed down
2: form? It looks like he's <laughs> down 80 to 100 pounds. He looks great out there. Remember, people, the big guys get small. The small guys typically get big. Tip, tip, That's typically. how oh, don't, don't speak it absolutes <laughs> on yeah, that the, one. There's <laughs> always the exceptions here and there, but Brandon Brooks out of practice today, hanging with the old line Just great to see him You know, uh, rekindle yeah. like, him. Stoutland and his old buddies out there definitely trimmed down, definitely looking healthy, excited for him and uh whatever his post-football playing life looks like. Yeah, Darren, Sprouls Darren Sprouls was Sprouls, was Yep, yep. Yeah. yep that That's was it. The...
0: He's still he's still small. He looks he looks younger to me than ever. <laughs> I was right. gonna if say if Darren Sproles the...
2: walks around 300 pounds around here, right? But something <laughs> tells me he's not putting on LBs.
1: Uh C Mac, I know after practice, Devontae Smith spoke. He talked about uh Darius Slay and James Bradbury going up against those guys every day. Uh Jalen Hurts as well, then Quez Watkins uh, also spoke.
0: Yeah, so from Devontae Smith said, the time on the sideline, he was asked how frustrating was it not being out there? And is like, look, I get to step back, take a 30,000 foot view of the offense. I get to coach the guys from what I'm seeing. He's taking mental reps, okay? It's not wasted time for him on the sideline. He's physically doing what he needs to do to get back on the field, but mentally, he's involved in the game as well. <laughs> he said with Bradbury, it's great going against someone who is tough and physical and having the, you know, On the other sideline, you have Slay, who's the speedy technician. It's it's just great having that yin and yang to be able to craft your skills against knowing that you're going to get a little bit of a different look each and every day. And he was asked about Jalen Hurts and his six-for-six performance, and he's like, that's what we expect from him. We're, We're being held. We're holding ourselves to a high standard. Jalen holds himself to a high standard. This is what we practice for. We don't practice to go out there and go three of six for 20 yards and a three and out or something like that. No, we're doing we're doing the work here so that when we get to Friday night, Sunday against Cleveland during the season, we're putting up points. We're moving the ball down the field and getting it done. Um, Quez Watkins said, you know, the biggest development in his game is just the technique, okay? He was a fast guy at college. He claims to be this, the fastest you know, player in the NFL, and he said that was good in college. I was able to get by on that yep. in college. It's not going to get the job done here in the NFL. That's the one part of his game that he's really tried to refine, um, and he's just in a great environment right now where he doesn't have to be the guy. He can continue to grow and develop, and he has guys like I mentioned, Pascal. You look at AJ Brown. You look at uh, Devontae and his route running ability. Those guys in the locker room to be able to learn from and. Uh, take his game to another level.
1: Yeah, and it's something we've seen. We've we've talked about it here on the podcast is just the, the evolution of Quez Watkins and how far he's come from just, all right, inconsistent speed threat, just kind of still figuring things out to last year seeing those flashes and really coming on as one of the best big play threats in the league to now, like, You can see, I mean, he's run some really sharp routes, some really nice routes in the slot uh, here in his third year. And uh, that's, again, going. we talked about this last week, right, Ben, in terms of like Jalen Rager and some of these other guys, that third year, especially a receiver, that that was always like the year in years past. And so we'll see uh, what that means for both of those guys here in 2022. Um, All right, so we talked about Friday night. We talked about today. Let's kind of spin this forward here to the rest of the week. Uh, Eagles have a walkthrough Monday. Practice, last practice, training camp practice here Tuesday at the Care Complex. Travel day Wednesday, joint practice Thursday and Friday against the Cleveland Browns. So, uh, C-Mac, I know Nick Sirianni spoke before practice about what those joint practices bring and the value of those sessions. Uh, enlighten us here on what yeah, Coach said.
0: It'll be interesting because we may not see the starters, you know, against Cleveland. That's still to be determined, but that's because you're going to get – in-game-like experiences. Now, they're not going to be tackling to the ground, per se, but it's a controlled game environment. The Eagles will say, we want our offense to work on this. You know, Cleveland's going to want to work on that. And we're going to come up with drills and periods and scenarios where we can be able to fine-tune those little things and to be able to do it against Different opposition, different color jersey, uh, as opposed to what they've had to go against each other every day for the last couple weeks. So, um, and it's also the team bonding aspect of it. Sirianni said he hoped to do a joint practice session at home and away. Didn't work this year. So, they're doing two weeks on the road with Cleveland and Miami. He says, look, you know, connect, it's all about connection, and we hope to build the chemistry because. You know, you look to the teams that have done well. It's not just the talent. It's how that talent comes together. And, you know, times like this on the road where you're in the hotel for two, three, four days and have nothing to do but hang out and bond with one another. You know, these are things that will help you when you're getting to that nitty gritty of December and January and you're making that push for a playoff spot.
2: Any chance I could give you some matchups I want to watch this I was, I was, wow. I was,
0: I was, I was way ahead of me. I was coming to you with that next. Yeah, I think Malata's <laughs> been on a uh, meteoric
2: rise in his development. All right, well, let's uh, litmus test him. We got Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, guys like that. Brutal offensive line there in Cleveland. Wyatt Teller, Joel Plutonio, Jedrick Wills. Those are brawlers The matchups in the
1: line of scrimmage, are, it's going to be so fast. Now, obviously, week. you want to
2: see Jordan Davis. Don't forget about Hargrave and Cox and some of the veterans, too. That's really veteran versus veteran play out there. Yep. Amari Cooper, don't forget. He was in Dallas. He's in Cleveland now. Yep. And he's been shaking corners out their shoes out there in practice. Denzel Ward and everybody out there. So I want to see Amari against some of our veteran corners. Denzel Ward, elite corner out there like to see him against A.J. Brown and Devonte Smith and guys like that. A lot of talent on this Browns roster. you got Nick Chubb. They're,
1: and their secondary, I think, is really interesting. Yeah. They've got a lot of different body types and they, they use them in different ways. And so get, you know, seeing Devontae and A.J. Brown and Pascal and Quez against, you know, that's a really, t- Utah, you, you mentioned um, Denzel Ward, but you know, they've got Greg Newsom working in the slot yep. out there. They've got Greedy Williams. They've got, uh, I know, another young, young kid, Akeem King, I believe, is getting sure, yep. a, is getting a lot of the reps there. Alissa um, Cormo is in his second year yes, as well. Yes, it's a really a really
2: intriguing guys and a bunch of young guys from this class and Perry and Winfrey and Alex Wright and Isaiah Thomas look great out there from Oklahoma, all sorts of body types there. For all you draft nicks out there, you know, I just listed a bunch of very interesting types. Tommy Togi eyes, fun, fun, a uh, couple days of practice here. And like you had just said, I don't know who we're going to see in the games. Right. I know we're going to see them on the practice right. field though. So definitely make sure you follow our practice reports after those on uh so Wednesday, Thursday, 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 Thursday Friday. Friday. I know you just set that yep. all up, so uh, make sure you guys are tracking.
1: Uh, it seemed like the last time we saw Perry and Winfrey on a practice field, uh, he was arguably, Dominate. though, he was dominant. So, <laughs> uh, the, the defensive tackle from Oklahoma, who Cleveland took in the fourth round, uh, one of the best players of the Senior ball, which you would know about if you were listening to the Journey of the Draft podcast back <laughs> in January and February. Uh, so, a little bit of a plug there for that show as well. Like I said, uh, covering the SEC this week over on that feed. Uh, guys, that'll do it. Uh, one of our last ones here with the three of us. Uh mac and I going out to Cleveland, uh, but we We've got one more practice on Tuesday from here at the Novacare Complex. We'll talk to you later this week right here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast.